Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here come the drums! Welcome to a special edition of the 41 Acres Podcast. I am joined... By a lifelong Longhorn. I almost said former Longhorn, but I know how that works. 1990 All-Southwest Conference. You see him on CBS. Brian Jones joining the 41 Acres. Mr. Jones, I know you're the busiest man in college football, but I know you like to talk UT football. Normally when we have you on the air uh, during the week at Sports Radio 610, we got to talk about all those other damn teams. This is strictly Longhorn football, and I know you're A-OK with that. I am 100% fine with that my man it's good to be on with you yeah number 19 texas against number seven oklahoma it's going to be the 113th time these two teams have met in the red river shootout uh texas four and one this year i know you picked them to uh win the conference i i picked them to play in the big 12 championship so far so good for the longhorns you'd like to put the maryland game behind you but you gotta like what you've seen from this texas team five weeks into the season I like, especially what I've seen the last three weeks. Uh, defensively, they were outstanding. USC and, of course, TCU. 42-3, to uh, Texas outscored those two opponents. Last week, uh, defense, they gave up some in the second half. But you're going to have games like that. You're not going to always bring that A game. I get that, especially on the road, a hostile environment there at K-State. I've been there and seen the Horns play. Uh, it's a difficult uh, place to venture into and get a W. And, of course, K-State has had Texas's number. How come Bill Snyder's never been young? How come Bill Snyder's be- never been young? He's looked the same age since 89. I call him I call him the white Morgan Freeman. They've both looked the same damn age for like 30 years. Oh, how about that? You're right, man. He's the Dick Clark of, of football, right? <laughs> He's looked the, the same Dick damn Clark. age. Casey Kasem, those guys do not age. And it's funny you mentioned that. I was watching an old movie the other day. I love old movies, TCM. That's my channel. And Dick Van Dyke was on it. I was like, Dick Van Dyke's another dude. A hundred years old, he looked the same. Exactly. Uh, you know, even his elderly elderly years. Yeah, you're the same. You're right about uh, Coach Snyder, man. But I tell you what, he, he struggled on the offense, but they got some things going in the second half. But what was impressive to me in the second half, although the offense uh, didn't play well when they needed to run the clock out by running the ball, they were able to do that. And this Keontae Ingram, man, this cat with one good wheel. He's probably the best athlete on the field. And I apologize. I'm here in New York City. No, it's all good. Siren, it's all good. Siren City, of course, uh, in this damn place. But uh, I like what I see from Ingram. And I loved what I saw from the offense, especially in the first half, with Coach Herman calling the play. Now, I'm wondering, we've known players to get Wally Pip. Can a coach get Wally Pip? He should have never, <laughs> never been in the lineup in the first place. Ask anyone from Ohio State. He made Zeke Elliott announce that he was leaving two weeks before. He yeah. gave Zeke Elliott 11 carries against Michigan State with the I same remember. squad that Herman won. So it should have never even been a question about Tim Beck and Herman to me. 
I, I'm with you, and, and, and if folks are blind if they didn't see a difference in that offense last week. It was more fluid, more rhyme and reason, rhythm to that offense in that fir- first half. I loved what I was seeing. So they've got to bring that same type of energy, same type of play calling to this one. And, of course, there's going to be a heightened sense of, of uh, emotions and, and, and attitude in this one. And, and the key, as always, is how do you temper that uh, somewhat? Because it's hard to do. Having been out there on that field, it is so difficult to go out there and play fast but don't be in a hurry. So uh, I, I like what I'm saying, man. Defensively, those guys flew around. There were some mistakes. There were some gaps. There's a lot of warts on this mistakes. defense. There's a lot of warts on yeah. this defense. TCU, USC, and, and Kansas State last week haven't been able to expose. There's been a couple times Chris Boyd's gotten yeah. beat. I mean, it, it, yeah. and everybody says, you know, when you play Oklahoma, it, that's not going to work. Also, Oklahoma hasn't faced a team like Texas. So I get that Texas Agreed. hasn't faced a team like Oklahoma, but you know, Oklahoma, Agreed. they beat FIU, 122nd rate defense in the country. UCLA hasn't won a game yet. They're not a top 100 defense. Uh, Baylor was actually moving the ball on them, and they don't yep. have a defense. And then Iowa State, and they went to overtime with Army. So while I agree that Texas hasn't faced a team like Oklahoma, on the other hand, you can say Oklahoma hasn't faced a team like Texas, and it might be an even wider game gap in talent. I, I would definitely agree. This is going to be a stiffer or the, the stiffest uh, contest that Oklahoma's faced all season. Although you look at what Army was able to do, 339 rushing, controlling the clock. That's what Texas needs to be able to do, run the ball. Baylor last week only 77 yards rushing. But as you just attested to, they had to throw it because they were so far behind. They had to abandon the run. And Texas is used to seeing this type of speed. That's one of the reasons I thought they could be uh, a TCU because they could match their speed and, and they were able to do that uh, and then they could be they should be able to match Oklahoma's speed and Oklahoma won't ha- hasn't seen a defense even close to the one they're gonna have to face this Saturday uh, so yeah I give Texas a, a damn good chance to win this ball game offensively stay away from the turnovers defensively force some uh, three and outs and force uh, Kyler Murray, who's playing lights out in that offense, into into some mistakes. You just mentioned, and you mentioned it earlier, and I guess great minds think alike, because I actually wrote this as one of my keys. You mentioned them getting the ball with four minutes left with a five-point lead against Kansas State and running out the clock. I was just as impressed the week before against TCU because they were up eight and they got the ball with 841 remaining. Actually killed 523 before Humphrey went in for the go-ahead touchdown. Herman says that he likes tempo and and we're good at tempo. Do you think he's going to change that against Oklahoma? Do you think they're going to try to slow it down, empower it? I know it's in their best interest, but if that's not what you're used to doing, you think it's just going to be something in between? No, I think it's going to be exactly what we saw, what you just uh, outlined, what you saw there at at, at TCU. If that running game is working, we're going to pound the hell out of them and we're going to keep getting first downs. It may be a little hitch pass here or there or intermediate route, for the, to, to make sure you get the first down and you keep the drive going. Last week, at to close that game out with all the momentum, which uh, Coach Herman doesn't like that word, but all the momentum was on K-State's side. Uh, and, and, and so Texas takes those four minutes off the clock beautifully. So that's what you want to do. And any coach, even if you play up-tempo, you want to be able to run the rock in the, in the moments where you need to, to secure your victory. So that's a mark of a damn good team, if you ask me. To, to Yeah, I can go up-tempo and, and go deep on you, but when I need to, my bread and butter can be this running game. I can hang my hat on that, and I can close the deal. So that, that's the key right there. So I, I, would, see, I, I would envision seeing a mix 
yeah, you're going to still go up top. They got a ton of speed. Man, that wide receiver room, it's chock full of speed. Nasty. And, you know, you just got to be, be a little bit more accurate at the quarterback position. But uh, I'm running the rock, man. I got a stud in this Ingram kid. He, he's a bad boy. He comes as advertised, Got has nice moves, knows how to get thin as a big guy and, and make guys miss. So I love what I'm seeing from there. So I'm not going to abandon him. Uh, but I'm going to go in with my whole game plan. But when when it comes time – to uh, put this thing to bed, I'm leaning on that run game to get me a first down and keep the ball in our hands. All right, as far as the, the, the passing game, and I guess it could be incorporated with the run game, I want you to tell me if this is a dumbass take or not, because I've been, I've been known to have many dumbass takes. I just want you to tell me. <laughs> I, actually me think, I actually think that Texas, you can make a case that Texas has the quarterback advantage in this game, and I'll explain it, I'll explain it here. Sam Ellinger grew up a Longhorn fan. He understands the significance of this rivalry. He knows what it means, and I think that just based on what I've seen from the kid the last one-plus years, I think his best game was actually last year against Oklahoma, 278 yards passing, 107 on the ground. He's been in this situation. On the other hand, Kyler Murray's never been in this situation. He's never been in this game, and if you look at the battle between Todd Orlando and Lincoln Riley, they've met twice. Oklahoma's averaged over 40 points since Riley has started calling plays. Orlando held him to 23 week one when he was at U of H when uh, Riley yeah. still had Mayfield. And then last year, he actually held him to 29 points and forced Mayfield's first turnover. I think given right. that, you could make a case that because Sam has been in this situation, because he's been through a lot more adversity to Murray, that the Texas could have an advantage at the quarterback position here. I would agree. Familiarity breeds confidence and breeds a calmness as well. And as I said earlier, you got to guard against being too high for this game. I know my first one, dude, I was levitating coming down that tunnel. And back then we walked side by side with the enemy. Did y'all eat after? Did y'all eat after back in the day? (laughs) Y'all get any fair food? We won. Okay. We won. <laughs> yeah, I never lost so many Texas uniform. So, uh, yeah, you're eating, man. But uh, Kyler Murray, you make a great point. Uh, he, he's going back home, so he gets to play in front of a home crowd. And he was in some big games when he was there at A&M playing in the SEC, but nothing like this, nothing compares to Texas OU. But you got, as you know, you know that's an incredible atmosphere. Uh, have Texas orange and half that puke color they wear. So uh, <laughs> he's going to have to check his emotions from a number of standpoints. I'm, I'm starting my first Texas OU game. I'm back home. Uh, I got all my family up in these stands. I got an undefeated team. I'm, I'm piloting. Uh, Ain't faced so a squad I, like this. Yeah, this is going to be the, the stiffest defensive test of, of the season. Uh, the only thing that held them down in that Army game is the fact that they never had to rock only 40 plays. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I love with Todd Orlando. Todd Orlando, man, he and Dave Aranda, they're from that same coaching tree there at Utah State under Gary Anderson. These are some of the most cerebral uh, defensive coordinators out there. Man, they're so smart. And it's interesting. You look at their demeanors on the sideline. They don't change much. No, nah, not at all. Like they're out, they look like – you're talking about having a poker he face. He ain't Will Muschamp. He ain't Will Muschamp. No. He, no you I can't. like Coach Boom now. I like Coach oh, Boom. Oh, I love me he, some he, Boom. He, yeah, but these guys, you talking about playing, playing it close to the vest, you never know what the hell they're drawing up in those minds. Do you think Texas never falls off if Coach Boom just takes over the reins after the 2009 National Championship loss? This has been one of my – my take is that they, they they might not have done a good job, but they would have never gotten soft, and it would have been an easier transition if Mac had just stepped I down agree. after 09. 
one hundred percent. There's no way they would have they would have would have gotten soft. I agree. There's no way they would have started just settling for guys in their junior year when they probably already peaked, and a lot of them had. And then there's no way they would have not been jumping on doorsteps in in the, in the eleventh hour trying to flip guys if, if he had taken over. But that you know that's water under the bridge. But with his personality and the, the tenaciousness with which he coaches. Uh, there's no way they would have been a soft football team. 100% agree with you. On the defensive side of the ball, I don't. I don't like to bash kids. I think you got to you got to somewhat limit the way you bash kids. But it is it is football and it's big boy football. Uh, yeah. am, I, am I too harsh on uh, Breck and Hager? I, I've been following this. I, I've been following UT football for 30 years. I think for somewhat for a senior that's played this much on a, on a on a good team, I think he's the worst player I've ever seen uh, lace him up for UT. <laughs> and and I'm serious. I'm being serious for Why someone who's the for someone who has started as much as he has and plays and, and played as much <laughs> as he has on a decent team. I'm not talking about the bad teams. He's the worst I've ever seen. He loses contain. He made a couple big plays last week. Uh, I, I think he he overtook Reed Boyd from the from the early 2000s as as ah, the worst ah, I've seen. Ah, ah, ah. Maybe I have some no, against white crazy. guys. Maybe I have you some against crazy. white guys. No, stop, stop. Hell no. Reed Boyd is still the top. <laughs> you are so wrong. <laughs> Yeah, Reed Boyd couldn't find his ass if somebody showed him where it was. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, love you, Reed, but no. Come on, Brent. What, what Hager does, he's a wild man out there. He needs to contain himself. He is such a wild guy. He, he wants to fight. He tries to sumo wrestle, man. He ain't got to do all I that. I know. I know. And he gets discombobulated at times, and he needs to just harness that energy and control himself. He is not, he's not even close to being one of the worst players ever. He's one of the best players ever on that team. He just needs to harness that a little bit better. I think you're just showing respect for his dad, which I, which I no, understand. I'm not. I'm going to call it like I said. Dude, I played with some bad cats. I came over there. We had some riders and eaters when I transferred in there, so I've seen some bad football and played with some dudes who had a lot of stars by their name and couldn't do a damn thing. So I'm not – I am not. I call it like I see it, Leslie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but Bet Breckin is, is a bad man. He just needs to chill okay. out a little bit. Okay, we'll see. We're, it's early in the season. He can. He, he did make He did make <laughs> some big plays against K-State. What do you think of the maturation of Colin Johnson? I, I always knew that he could make the spectacular catch, but I think in the last two weeks there's been – a couple plays where he's gotten stopped ahead of the chains and he's fought for extra yards. You know, I, the diving catch yeah. against TCU is one thing, but when I see this kid, A, blocking downfield on the touchdown against TCU that Humphrey uh, scored to seal it and then making plays like this, I think he's kind of finally growing up in, in, in front of our eyes as well. Well, you're always taught uh, you do your job and then you go hunt for work. So the ball doesn't come to me or it's a running play. I got to hunt for work and I got to make sure. I get a block downfield because that's how those big runs, that's how they happen when you get blocks downfield. So I, I love seeing that. And you're right. The guy's 6'6", man, you catch the rock, you may be a few yards short of the first down line. All you have to do is lean forward and the ball's over the stripe. So uh, continue to work on that, become a complete wide receiver, not just a guy who can catch the bomb, not just a guy who can dive, make the dive and catch. You have to be a complete guy. I want a guy who can catch the intermediate pass. I want a guy who will go across the middle. And, oh, yeah, you have the ability to take them deep and take the top off a of defense. Hey, we like that as well. That's a complete wide receiver, and you can get physical in, in, in blocking for the run. So I, I love to see that type of progression. And, and hopefully that conti- continues. Yeah, you, you don't want to be trick one trick pony. Uh, that won't get you paid highly at the next level. You want to be a guy who does all of it, even the little stuff. Do that well. 
Speaking of next level, Caden Stearns, he's only going to be with us for three years, right? Oh, hey, man. I call, I, I text my boy, uh, the sheriff, Stanley Ridge. I said, dude, oh, this yeah. is coming to you. Oh, I, 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 I know about that. I know about that. Yeah. I remember him with the with the Redskins getting interception to seal it against the Cowboys in like 95 yeah. maybe, 94 or something I like that. I remember him. that. I hated, I hated him for that. And uh, he told me, he's like, that dude's way ahead of where I was. It took me to my senior year to get there. And, and this kid is doing it as a true friend. He's an outstanding football player. He's such a smart football player. When I watch the, ga- the game, no matter if I'm watching the Longhorns or anybody, I- I'm, see- I'm, l- I'm checking out football IQ. And dumb loses more than smart wins. And, and this guy is-, is such a smart player. He knows where to be. He, know- he comes with the right fist. You know, every now and then you may get out of whack. That's part of the game. But 90, 90% of the time, he's where he needs to be. So he's a phenomenal player, and, and, and he's living up to his highly recruited status. I love him, Foster, everybody in that secondary, man. These young pups came to play, and that's the type of attitude you need. We had some studs come in as true freshmen my last year at Texas, Grady Cavanis. I mean, you had the uh, – uh, oh, man, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. I'm looking at Lance Gunn. You know, we had some young pups in that secondary. Uh, to go along with Stanley and and and, and Mark Berry, and that 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 they come in with that youthful enthusiasm, and, and you love it, man. And that's what and, and they make plays, and that's what this Stern kid is doing. Man, he is just like I, I I love watching him fly around. What a heck of a football player! You're only gonna see him for a couple more years. You're right. What about Gary Johnson? I, I feel like Gary Johnson's uh, kind of found his way ever since getting ejected in the first half against Maryland. Gary yeah. Johnson's another guy who. I mean, he might be one of the most valuable pieces on this defense because he's flying sideline to sideline. He he's playing well. And I, I I I got on him. Uh, it wasn't on camera, of course. We're sitting in the studio watching the game last week because that first touchdown run by the quarterback, his gap responsibility was outside, and he didn't scrape far enough. Uh, to cut off that outside running lane, and, and therefore K-State scores. And I'm sure Coach Orlando was teaching him up on that because he's the only thing out there. So he has to adjust and scrape out and, and, and get further and turn that quarterback back inside where all his help is. But that being said, yeah, he's a catalyst and a leader on that side of the ball. He flies around. Uh, he's having fun. He's hitting people in the mouth, whether it's the passing game or the run game. So I love what he brings to the table. That McCullough kid, 23. Oh, baller. Oh, he's a baller too. Baller. Yeah, oh, big time, man. And see, this is what this is what you love about playing on a team like this. You have all those guys around you, and one of them gets a big hit. You know, like, okay, it's my turn. I can't let him have all the glory. And that just feeds. On the, on the football team, it just feeds this frenzy where everybody wants to come to the party and, and, and do some, and, and, and you love that. It's not, it, it, it's not because you, you want to be better than that guy or anything like that. It's not jealousy. It's just, okay, my boy balling, it's time for me to go ball. And, and that's what you want, and I think that's what you're seeing. And, and those young players have been really a huge – they played a huge part in, in, in bringing that type of uh, energy and attitude to this football team along with uh, upperclassmen like a Gary Johnson. Had uh, Vince on earlier earlier this year, and he, he likes what Sam brings to the table. And then we had Clarence e. Hill, who works for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Yeah, I know uh, Clarence. We're uh, at UT together. Okay, okay. So you know Shoot. Chill you know Chill too. Uh, chill, says, yeah. chill says that a quarterback upgrade is still – needed at texas do you think do you believe that or do you think that sam can be the guy i i think sam i love the way he he runs the ball of course you got to guard against the, the the head injuries like he sustained in last year's texas ou game i just wanted to be a more accurate passer and i i think it was the teacher can you game teach that though can you teach that though b jones 
Yes, you can teach that. You can teach that. And, and I've had this conversation with my colleague Rick Neuheisel, who's a college quarterback, of course, and played some pro ball. And you can teach that, especially on the deeper throws. You know, I, I, if it's going to be a 50-50 ball, make it a 50-50 ball, man. It can't be where the advantage is, is, is to the defender or you overthrow your, your intended receiver by, you know, five yards. Like, you can teach that. And there, there's certain mechanics that go with throwing that deep ball that you have to work on. There's a little extra hitch in, in that particular throw, as I've been uh, been learning. So uh, it can be taught. So I want him to be a more accurate passer. That's what he needs to work on. And because and, 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 he's got, as you and I both said, he's got a ton of weapons in that wide receiver room, and these guys can fly. Give them a chance. Even if it's an incompletion, I want them to have a chance to go up and make a play on the ball. And, and, and more times than not, that's not occurring. So I like what he brings. I, I'm glad he's tough. The accuracy part. Of course, Bouchelle is the more accurate passer, uh, but this kid, he can use his legs. He can get out of harm's way. And he needs to take care of the rock because pressure's coming after him this Saturday afternoon. He knows that. And as you pointed out, though, he had some big numbers a year ago as a true freshman. He's going to need him again, but he has to take care of the rock. If Texas wins this game, I don't want to ask the question, is Texas back? I'm so damn sick of that. I hate Joe Testator forever, ever doing that crap. It drives me crazy. Uh, but if they do win, can we at least say that they're in the driver's seat towards possibly meeting Oklahoma again this season and, 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 and pretty much controlling their own destiny to at least play for a Big 12 championship later in the year? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're definitely in the driver's seat if they, if they win this one, and it'll probably be against Oklahoma or West Virginia. Uh, so, you know, they still have that one on – both of them still have that one on their docket. Uh, so, yeah, man, this is a huge one. But keep checking the boxes. I said it last night on our Inside College Football Show. Texas just keep checking the boxes. Had one in Little Manhattan uh, since the 2002. Check. Uh, had, hadn't beaten TCU in five years. Check. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's just – just keep checking the boxes and not, don't get too high on, on yourself. You know, you've lost the last three out of five to, to OU, and each loss was by five points. So you've been close. Uh, and, and you were down big in this game a year ago, I think two years ago, the same thing, and, and you made it close. Now we got to get over the hump. Uh, we've got to cross that Rubicon, man, and, and get it done. So this is a good football team. They just have to go out and take care of their business and, and, and minimize the mistakes, and they're in the hunt. They're right there. Yes, they are, they are back. I said last week don't on the do show, this. Man, yeah, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do this to me, man. You know, you know, you know, you know this drives me crazy. You know this drives me crazy, man. They beat OU. When they beat OU, I'm saying I'm going to drive your ass crazy. Okay, shoot. I'll I'll, I'll be happy. I'll, I'll be happy with that. Anytime <laughs> they beat OU, I'm 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 good for a little bit. Uh, do you think that? Uh, do you think that if if Texas does win this does win this game against Oklahoma, what do you do? You think that West Virginia is that much of a threat what do you think of west virginia just based on what you've seen i'm not trying to look past oklahoma but just no 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 i can't tell well I, you, you can't be excited if you're a mountaineers uh, follower uh, about that second half versus texas tech with the backup quarterback another, too yeah and that's another thing you got to concern you with texas tech and, and texas going to lubbock growing up there in lubbock and watching texas come in there and being a highly ranked team and and, and losing sometimes other times skirting by by the skin of their teeth 
you know, that's going to be a difficult place. They'll be ready to play. But West Virginia did nothing in the second half. The Texas Tech defense that was there in Stillwater finally showed up in Lubbock and, and shut them out. It was only a de- defensive score for, for West Virginia. I think Holgerson, Holgerson went on uh, Broadway out there in Lubbock and tried to re- <laughs> relive the, uh, his glory days when he was Tech's coach. <laughs> Uh, he, he, he hit the bars like he's been known to. He hit the bars like he's been known to do out there. I think he just took the second oh, half off. Man. He was at Chimmy's. Yeah, you know they like to. When you get up like that, you take your foot off the pedal. Then you're like, oh man, we got to put it back on. Put the foot pedal to the metal again, and it's hard to to restart that engine. So, uh, yeah, some some concern about them shutting it down in the second half. Uh, but uh, West Virginia is still going to be the bell cow with that quarterback Greer. And of course, Texas faced him last year and knocked him out of that game. But uh, with the receivers he has, man, and uh, they get that running game turning out like it did Saturday early. They've got to still be the, the the top dog, I think, and 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 Texas has to go out and beat them, and they get them at home this year, so that's a yeah, that's, that's good. A, an advantage for Texas. Completely different team. Before I get your prediction, how do you watch these games? Because I know you got to work on Saturday. Do you just kind of glimpse at it and, you know and try to stay straight, or we, what? Well, we go on usually around three o'clock. Our games kick oh, so at three thirty. Right. This week we go on at, at, at 2.30. We have an hour show before LSU in Florida. But we have a bank of TVs, man. It is the coolest setup. We have about 14, 16 monitors, big monitors that are in front of us. They place in front of us. And we watch the games there. It, I mean, it's like being at the house, uh, except for there's no alcohol and there's no fry lines. So it's a cool setup, What does man. B. Jones sip it's, on? When when I'm sipping, like I'm about to do when I'm done with you, uh, a little Prosecco, champagne, or tequila. Oh, my God. You're fancy, dude. You've gone Hollywood. I got that, fancy, That ain't West dude. Texas, bro. That ain't West Texas, no, man. No, man. I had to give, I had to give up the, the, the hard, dark liquor. So I'm on that Don Julio Blanco or some 1942, or I'll sip on me a little... Champ Piffle, man. You classy ass mofo, man. You are a classy dude. I'll get you out of here with this, B. Jones. I appreciate your time, man. I know how busy you are. Uh, give me a little prediction for the game. I think you said win the Horns win. So go ahead and give me that yeah. uh, Give me that prediction from Brian Jones I, I right here on the Florida Lakers. You think they I think got they it? I think they win it, man. Okay. I, I think the defense, because they, they see this movie all the time in the Big 12. Yeah, you got different characters in those positions. And Lamb and Brown are damn good at the wide receiver position. And of course, Kyle Anderson injury is huge. Huge. Anderson injury is yeah. huge. Oh yeah, man, that dude is the second coming of uh, of, of uh, Billy Sims. And they had he, Sermon he, too. He, that was he, a two piece. I wanted no part yep. of. Yep, you're right. So uh, I think Texas wins this ball game. I think they come out defense plays well. They're gonna give up some points. Uh, Oklahoma's a damn good football team, but I think Texas gets the W, baby. I'm with you, man. Brian, I really appreciate it. You you represent Texas like nobody else. Thanks for hopping on the 41 Acres. Greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. You got it, my man. Anytime. Hook them. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.